It's Thursday, October 13, 2016. Elections have consequences. Al Gore and Hillary Clinton rally millennial voters to hashtag vote climate. Federal appeals court allows construction to resume at the Dakota Access Pipeline. North Carolina grapples with Hurricane Matthews' toxic aftermath. Plus, Oklahoma Governor Mary Fallon calls for a day of prayer for oil. (laughs) Because, of course, she does all of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Looks like we dodged a bullet a little bit with that storm. However, with Donald Trump talking about women, it has been upgraded to a Category 5 storm. Inconvenient truth. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, we haven't heard much lately from Al Gore. We continue to hear about Al Gore from climate deniers, but we actually heard from him down in Florida this week. <laughs> yes, we did. Former Vice President Al Gore joined Democratic presidential candidate and former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton in the key swing state of Florida on Tuesday, tying together the debacle of the Florida 2000 election to Hurricane Matthew and climate change to rally young voters. Citing the boom in renewable energy technology and jobs in the U.S., Gore told millennials they are key to achieving successful climate action. Here's the really good news that more people should know. We can change this. We now have the ability to change this. Please take it from me. Every single vote counts. Every single vote Oh, what would he know about it? And in a speech devoted entirely to climate change, Clinton again highlighted her rival Donald Trump's climate science denial. She went deep into impacts and solutions, highlighting that millions are already being spent to protect Florida's cities from rising sea levels. She focused on detailed policy solutions to accelerate the transition to renewable energy with new infrastructure jobs and building resilience to help communities deal with climate impacts. But to get there, she said, the most important step is voting climate. Climate change needs to be a voting issue. We need to elect people up and down the ballot at every level of government who take it seriously and are willing to roll up their sleeves and get something done. We cannot risk putting a climate denier in the White House at all. That is absolutely unacceptable. Wonder who she's talking about. Meanwhile, Hurricane Matthew is gone, but its record flooding lives on to cause a major public health threat in North Carolina. The floods have inundated the state's massive industrial hog and chicken farms, drowning potentially millions of livestock and flooding massive manure waste lagoons. North Carolina's Republican Governor Pat McCrory says officials are working to quickly dispose of decaying animal carcasses that could Mm. contaminate the water supply. No damage assessment yet on the floods. Flood's impact on toxic coal ash waste ponds. 
In North Dakota, construction resumed this week on a disputed portion of the four-state Dakota Access Pipeline near the Standing Rock Sioux Reservation after a federal appeals court ruling allowed pipeline construction to resume on private land. The Army Corps of Engineers has still halted construction on public lands that it controls near and under the Missouri River. Dozens of protesters were arrested this week trying to stop construction, including actress and activist Shailene Woodley. In solidarity with the Dakota Access Pipeline protests. Right now you're under arrest for trespassing. Okay. And I'm sure you understand that. What would you like for me to do? At least nine protesters were also arrested this week at five other key pipeline sites. That was after allegedly using tools to temporarily shut down the flow of crude oil at remote valve stations in four states. It was an action coordinated by the group Climate Direct Action. Reuters reports that the action did no damage to the pipelines, but it did highlight the vulnerability of pipelines to these low-tech attacks. Finally, Oklahoma's Republican Governor Mary Fallon has proclaimed Thursday is Pray for Oil Day, (laughs) asking Oklahomans to pray for our oil industry amid the crash in global oil prices. Oklahoma's budget relies heavily on revenue from the boom in oil and gas in the state, and officials have failed to diversify the state's economy, even amid the growing impact on its water supplies and earthquakes linked to the fracking industry. She should pray that no one gets killed by one of those earthquakes, And of course, it is that oil and gas boom that Oklahoma is relying on that also helped lead to the crash in prices that now Oklahoma is decrying and praying will somehow change. Keep praying. For much more on all of those stories and the ones we couldn't get to, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget, you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn or iTunes. Find us and follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report.